Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and these are the other three croutons in my soup, starting with the flavorful, crunchy Jared. What's up, guys? Your favorite tiefling warlock, Armos. And I'm Dan, and that was totally Jared and nobody else. Uh, and I play Minus Pebblewalker of the Ivory Boulders, tiny little Minotaur Swarmkeeper Ranger. How about you, uh, Alec? Uh, hi, I'm Alec. Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm the biggest crouton, glide fighter, play Drell, Drell the Ashborn, crunchy, crunchy crouton of the soup. Man, that was the best normal, <laughs> super normal <laughs> intro wow, we've ever made. You guys sound a little sick today, you good? <laughs> oh, they sound sick. Uh, why don't you guys sit this one out? Me and Dan will take over from here. Yeah, yeah sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. Uh, so totally coming off of a non-split episode, Dan and I are going to be spearheading this intro with just the two of us. Just the two of us. That's right. We're going to make it, just, him and I. Is that copyright? I can't sing that. <laughs> uh, in case you've been living under a rock or don't like to listen to episodes in sequential order, we went ahead and had to split an episode in half because it was just jacked full with content. It was packed to the brim with exciting stuff. So we decided to cut it in half. And by we decided, uh, Dan held me up at gunpoint and told me we've got to split it in half or he's going to shoot me in the knee. And I only have one of those left, so... That was a Skyrim joke. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to happen. <laughs> let's get right into the rundown, though, I think. Yeah, let's go ahead. You know the deal. Before we get into the recap, we got to do the rundown. And the first thing we got to run down is that this episode is sponsored by Regal Rollers. That's right. Regal Rollers has launched their new Kickstarter. From now until May 19th, you can support Regal Rollers with their premier dice collection in crafting his new sharp edge dice. Yeah, if you're an edgy rogue looking for something to fit that profile, I think this guy's got you covered. Uh, all sets come with a D20, D100, D12, D10, D8, D6, and a D4. You know, the normal stuff. And it comes with a fancy dice box when you get the set. How do you uh, pledge? What are the tiers, Tony? So there are plenty of tiers. But back in this Kickstarter, you open the vault to a suite of sharp dice. And these dice are sharp. Featuring 16 sets of dice, roll flaming fireballs with the Hearthfire set. Bring the chaos with the Rapture set. Or swing and devastate your enemies with a mighty axe. And leave the wreckage for the town guards with the collateral damage set. Oh man, I'm loving that nightshade one myself. Misty, steamy purple mixed into this like dark emerald color. That's probably the one I'd be nabbing. If you go ahead and click on the link down below, you'll be forwarded straight to his Kickstarter page and you get to see how beautiful these dice look. And I got to say, I, I know this is sponsored, but these are some of the best looking <laughs> dice I've Tony honestly ever seen. Tony and I were just talking They're before this, clean, like, what are we like, pledging? <laughs> like, like, this is like clean dice and like super sharp and crisp and you'll get a uh kickstarter exclusive d20 with uh every order mm. after uh three sets i believe go over to his kickstarter regal rollers he also has an etsy store but you can find all that information by clicking the link down below if you want to find out more about us, we got some links about ourselves down below. Ooh, follow yeah, us right on below TikTok, that fancy link. D&D Pod. You'll see our D&D &D 404 logo. Follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. And please come say hi in the Discord. It's been nice meeting you all. And we've heard some really cool stories about how you found us. I want to hear more of those stories. So hop in when you can. 
And if you really want to be dedicated, you can check us out on Facebook. That's right. I totally forgot we had a Facebook page. It's there. <laughs> I thought you were about I post to say the Patreon and you come in with <laughs> <laughs> the boomer of all boomer like <laughs> social media platforms. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a good transition. A page. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to talk about boomer platform? We got a parlor page. <laughs> if you do want to, if you do want to support us, though, the best way to do that is definitely on patreon we have patreon exclusive content over there mm -hmm. and uh some really fun ways uh to get engaged so go over there patreon.com slash dnd 404 that's patreon.com slash dnd 404 all right tony how about you hit him with a recap <clears throat> In our last session, our boys rendezvous back at the Thieves' Forge. There, Duncan's friends and the group make heist plans to rob the Red Guard Guildhouse. The score? A large amount of blood shards. In preparations, the gang collects their gear, but not before turning in the last jazz thief and the sweet troll eye for a sweet reward of 500 gold. Lastly, before the heroes move on to phase two, a mighty local hero named Golo brings in a slain ogre to boast to the town. The heroes see through his ruse and proceed to bully him. We leave off with Drell planting a magic bean. Why? Because he doesn't care about my campaign and wants to ruin everything. Bard, play the intro, I, I guess. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. What did you... Okay, so you plant a bean. What did you roll on a D100, Drell? 72. It's my favorite number. A few minutes pass, and nothing really happens as you stare at the mound of dirt where the bean is planted. Drill also walks, backs up, where it makes it look like he wasn't the one that did it. Minus is, like, staring at it, like, a foot away. <laughs> like, checking on it. After a few moments, you see it sprout. A little thin twig comes up, a little greenish sprout, and it starts to bud. And then slowly, it grows a little bit quicker and quicker and quicker. And then, boom, it erupts into a beautiful fruit tree. Whoa! Go ahead and roll me a D10, Drill. Man, think if you ate that thing, that thing would be coming out of you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a two. As this fruit tree bursts from the ground, lush and greener than any other piece of foliage in this city, people stop and look as the roots start to uplift the cobblestone floor around the stores and the garden patch that which the bean has sprouted from, and a beautiful fruit tree of multiple different fruits start to sprout out, magically going... 22 pieces of fruit are seen. In various shapes and sizes, they look brilliant, bright, and succulent. They look very juicy and ripe for the picking. Armos, this is clearly magic. Mm -hmm. This is a magical fruit tree that has sprouted from the bean. You immediately sense the bag of beans that you are now aware of its presence. Those are indeed magic beans. <laughs> Guys, those are magic beans. Uh, one more time. Drell, roll me a D8, please. Four. 
as these fruit start to blossom from its branches and start to hang down, being ripe for the picking, all these fruits look different, but look closely with each other. But you noticed four golden fruits that are hanging. These all these four golden fruit have the same shape and plumpness to them, but they're the only four that are gold and look the same. Yeah, I'm gonna grab them. The town got okay. So you grab all 22 fruit on them. 22 no, pieces. I wanted of to grab the the four gold ones. You grab the four gold ones. There are 18 pieces of fruit left on the tree. I'll grab two. I'll grab two of the normal ones. Okay, go ahead and mark it down. As you guys start to pick from it, the town guard starts to walk over and they're marveling at this beautiful sight. And nobody, the guard isn't mad, but they know you did it. But everyone starts speculating and starts talking. Like, what did you do? This is amazing. How did you do that? What did you do? They're starting to gather around you now. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Armos picked two. Minus picked two. Drell picked the four golden ones. And after you guys take your lot, you see that people start grabbing at the other fruit. Get away from my tree, you weirdos. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not my tree. <laughs> it's like the Can I try and rustle maybe two more <laughs> as they're going at it? Yeah, I'll let you say you grab two more. Sure. All right, cool. I got four. What are these? <laughs> magic bean tree. You go ahead and say magic fruit. Cool. Okay, great. <laughs> all right. Now, if I was a DM and I prepped all day for something, what would I want my party to do? Heist. <laughs> heist. Heist. Okay. I don't want to give too much away about the beans, but this could have went so south. Oh, God. <laughs> like... <laughs> Horrifically, terribly south. So, um, Wait, how many beans do you have left? I don't know. I, I jingle the bag to see how many beans I have left. You had five beans total, by the way. I believe you had five beans from when you found them. Thinking back, I did not think this through thoroughly. Uh. <laughs> Some of them are like not that bad. All right. Well, while we're on this uh, hey, you got tangent, lucky. I... Uh, oh, good. I open up my iron flask. <laughs> no. Let's just see no. what the fuck it does. No. no. <laughs> oh, the flask emanating giants amount of evil. Yeah, why not? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well at this point, right? Might, I mean, hey. <laughs> Side quest. So people are marveling at the tree. The tree towers any type of foliage around. Oh, oh no. I stand, I stand up with my voice booming. Behold, this is a miracle, <laughs> not this sewn-up piece of shit over here. <laughs> Golo comes out of the tavern to marvel at the magic tree, and people start eating the fruit. Yeah, where's your where's your tree, Golo? I'm hamming it up. I'm mocking uh, Golo at this point, and using every <laughs> instance I can to take shots at him that we have a way better miracle than he did. <laughs> and then I start to, uh, as I'm showing off the fruit and everything, I go up and poke at the uh, ogre. I poke at the ogre and uh, purposely try to give it a tug enough that the stitches or a leg comes like undone with the oh. stitch. So as you pull out the stitches, the, one of the town's guards goes, all right, don't touch that, don't do that. But I have the crowd with me and Hope if I have the crowd with me, I should say, <laughs> which it seems like. People are just scrambling for the fruit right now. Exactly. Could I grab one more fruit off the tree just to eat it? Sure. Yeah, I just start eating a fruit as this is all, this is all going on. Oh, there's pretty good fruit. What's it taste like? It's like a delicious dragon pomegranate fruit. 
Oh, baby. Hey, I'm all about this fruit. <laughs> I'm like, mm, oh, God. When you eat it, you feel great. Like, you feel hydrated, full. You're not hungry. Like, you're absolutely not hungry. You feel like you just ate a meal. And go ahead and give yourself, since you're already at full health, go ahead and roll me a D8. A D8? Oh, those are the yeah, diamond-looking ones. Uh, four. You gave four, four temporary hit points. Oh, sick. Nice. All right. I got to figure out how to get this leg off. None of the limbs are sewn on. He just has just stitches in his armpits. Yeah. And then like a, a wound on his belly, like in the front. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to try to focus on the, the belly. That's right, people. I, and I still try to ham it up to everyone so I could try to use this distraction of everyone clamoring to eat some of the fruit to try to poke and prod at the... Oh, could since my mage hand is like bees like insects could i try and use the insects to tear open the wound oh yeah you could do that and i'm trying to distract them yeah absolutely go ahead and give me a strength check with a dc 15. do i get a help action from almost or no i have mage hand yeah well so, so go ahead and roll me with advantage our mage hands combined yeah but it's strength I can't believe it. I got a nat 20. Did you really? Okay, good. Cause so your swarm starts to go over and starts to pull all these tiny little sids. Me, 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 me. No, I'm using mage hand, so it's just insects. Okay, so all these insects fly out from your pants and buzz on over to the belly. They start to pull the stitches apart. Now, these stitches give a bit of resistance as they have settled for quite some time. Uh, this looks like an old, old, older wound. Like a two-day one? No, like two weeks. <laughs> like a two weeks. What? We've been bamboozled. <laughs> well, the sword wounds that aren't covered up is the ones that potentially Golo made, right? Those are all No, legit. we're just messing around. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with a 20, the insects start to pull the stitches apart, revealing the inside of his stomach. Now... The blood has been coagulated as this thing's been dead for some time, but fluids start to drip out and a horrible smell begins to fill the area. And people start to quickly notice from the magical tree looking at the ogre from its foul stench. When you guys look inside its stomach, I want everyone to give me a perception check. Fucking love perception. Damn it. A uh, 13. A <laughs> 3. An 8. <laughs> Menace. With a 13. You see that its stomach is also open with the stitches. Although a lot of the things have been digested, you see a lot of human body parts chewed up, mangled. Ugh. You see hands, legs, and torsos, none of which look connected. But there's a lot of hands and a lot of limbs. After a few moments of looking into its stomach, the town guard quickly comes over. Tummy, if you will. It's what? It's tummy. It, as you peer into the <laughs> ogre's tummy, seeing all these tum, limbs, tum. this foul stench insults the air, and the guards quickly run over, like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And they try to, like, mend the wound, kind of, because its organs seem to be pouring out. As, like, we got to get this out of here. This is, this is not safe. This is not safe. And they start to wheel the ogre away. Um, they look like they're heading towards the upper district. Before they go away, the be like why what what is this why is it not safe the guards have left as quickly as you try to ask that question but Dang. you can assume that they don't want a rotting ogre corpse in the middle of uh marketing district 
Yeah, get that shit away from my tree anyways. <laughs> as excited as Armos was when he when it opened up and it wasn't blood shards, he's fully disengaged from this and cares zero. <laughs> Drell, we're going to have to plant more of these trees later if it does this all the time. I don't know, man. This might be my retirement plan. I might just have to hold on to it. <laughs> Grow the trees and sell them. Next town. Next town, we'll plant another one. What is this tree doing here? Why is this tree in front of my shop? What's going on? Who planted this tree here? Let's go. Let's go, guys. Go, 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 Who go, planted go, go. this tree? <laughs> yeah, we. I dip. Bye. You see uh, as some time passes and you guys are talking amongst yourselves, there is a half-elf screaming at this giant tree, trying to get people away as they're trying to climb it and try to find more fruit. It's like, this is on my property. Who planted? I didn't organize this. It is a half-elf with white hair, short white hair uh, that goes into a top knot. Its ears are a little bit longer than a half elf should be, but they're very prominent. He's wearing very elegant robes, very fancy, fine linens. Uh, he has very extravagant shoes that come to a point and he has a, a brilliant gold rope holding his robe together. I did it. I don't have time for this. Gretchen. Gretchen comes out. She goes, yes, oh. yes, yes, Thomas, yes, oh. Thomas. <laughs> this tree needs to be gone by tomorrow. I don't care how you do it. Get it off my, get it away from my store right now. I want it gone by tomorrow. And he storms off to the upper, in the direction of the upper district. And Gretchen's like, oh my God. Oh, Laura. Oh, and Gretchen is stressing over this tree as she starts to call some of the enchanted suits of armor to maybe try to pry the tree out of the ground. As we follow Thumbus. You follow this outspoken gentleman as he heads towards the upper district, going through the gate and walking towards the Red Guard Guildhouse. Outside of what I just described, he has a very large satchel uh, at his side that is just Brimming. Uh, he can't even close his bag with how much paperwork is just coming out the sides. He is walking at a very brisk pace. He's power walking, uh, really moving with his hips and heading towards the Red Guard Guildhouse. How far behind are you trailing? Are you following him inside the Guildhouse? What are you guys doing? Well, I mean, Drell's probably not going to follow him in. If, I don't know if Minus wants to try or Armos, but I think I'm just going to kind of see where he goes in and then wait. Uh, if you wanted me to scout, I could. I've got really good stealth now after level five. So go ahead and you're going to go ahead and make me a, a raw stealth check here. You are walking on a main road. So the way you're hiding isn't like you're hiding in the shadows. It's still broad daylight out and he's walking on a main road to. Uh, it's raining. Oh, oh, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's raining out. You're walking and you're trying to blend in with people, but there are like active guards on the road that he's walking. So your stealth check here is to see if he notices you following him, but you walking towards the guild house is not weird. That is a 21. You manage to stay a safe distance. You do hear him mumbling. Like, oh, okay, I gotta go here. I gotta dot the eyes over here. I gotta go uh, check the inventory in. I gotta check the potion stack. I gotta going to evidence locker i gotta check that and he's like scrolling through a bunch of papers and he's vigorously writing down notes on all these different papers you don't pick up any key phrases in his mumblings but he is very involved in what he's trying to do you get to the red guard guild house and he goes through the front door do you want to walk inside the guild house yeah so i look at the guys and we kind of give some gestures to each other i'm like okay got it and i scout behind him 
trying to follow him into the guild house. As you follow the path, he walks through the main entrance. From a passive view, the building has an H shape to it, and he walks in through the left side. That's the main entrance of the building. As you walk into the main entrance of the building, you are met with a very upscale lobby. There is a desk to the left where there is a somebody sitting at it, similar to the town guard house. There's somebody sitting at a desk uh, with a bunch of paperwork. To the right, there's a bunch of couches and various seats. It looks like a waiting area. As you walk in, the person at the desk takes notice. Go ahead and look at roll 20 for me. It's a lot of information there. Let me tell you. Yeah, that little square Ooh, on the stairs. Look at that square. <laughs> Just That's look at nice it. You got two squares. Square. So I didn't make like a road or anything. So as you walk up, the man pulls you over and you walk up to the front desk and he goes, how may I help you today, little one? Oh, he saw me. I didn't even get to sneak. So the way this lobby is spread out, like there's even a little bell when somebody walks to the door. Uh, you notice that Thumbus Wilfrey went straight back on the rug, went straight to the pathway into the next room. Oh, hey, I'm uh, I'm Thumbus's new intern. I, I pull out some of my potions. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be uh, helping him carry these into the guild house. Make me a deception check. I, I'm sorry, I'm new here. <laughs> what the fuck? That's another nat 20 on a different die. <laughs> wow. That was a different dice. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> what the Stick hell? it to the DM, dude. I'm actually taking a photo of this because nobody's going to believe me. <laughs> the guard at the front desk goes, oh, oh, absolutely. Well, you just, he went right along. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and follow him. He, I know he doesn't like his assistants too far behind. Uh, if it's really your first day, you're really showing some impression because he's going to get, man, go, 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 go. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I'm sorry. You've probably seen many of them get fired. I'm sorry. And I run along. Uh, you walk into the next room and the room expands. It has the same type of decor and demeanor as the lobby but there's more couches on the left side are all weapons and they're a bunch of stashed and cached weapons it looks like uh as guards walk in they stash their weapons here and take them on the way out across from you following the red carpet is a door and it has an office nameplate on it as you walk closer and closer you see office of treyish bugs you look to your right, there's another doorway that says wreck area that just recently closed. You can tell that Thumbus has went in this direction. Oh, Treyus Bugs. <laughs> Captain Treyus Bugs. I mark that down in my journal where it is, but I don't go in there because I assume that it's probably locked or he's in there. Uh, I keep moving on trying to follow... Thumbus. So you go through the door on your right, which is uh, about halfway through the room, and you open the door and you hear some noises. You hear some people chattering and talking amongst themselves, having a good time, sounds of people eating. The room is filled with guards. People are not paying any mind to you. It's just people eating. They're like half disrobed. They take like a lot of their armor off. They're relaxing and laughing and just kind of unwinding for the day and seem like they're on their lunch break. Across from you is another door that has just recently closed. To the left of you is the back entrance. Thinking back to your conversation with Jubes and when they were making heist plans, this was the back door they were talking about. Mm. You take another look around and you don't see a window. Like you see two windows on either side, but they look pretty sound. They don't look like they've been tampered with or destroyed or resemble the one that they were talking about where one of them could have been open. Do I notice any keys or anything else in this room that would 
help me get in if I want to get back in later. You see that nobody, you don't see like he's just hanging around. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, we'll do another die. Oh my God, I'm a halfling. All right. 17, 17. You notice that all the guards have like keys on their belt, but you don't see any loose keys hanging around. You might see some keys on like a table next to like a helmet and whatever gear they've taken off. But this is, there's about 15 to 25 guards in here just eating yeah. and relaxing around these tables. I'm gonna keep moving forward first through the door. You go through the door and it opens up into another wreck area. But this one looks more where you see rows and rows of bunk beds and couches and another fireplace. You hear some snores as some of these guards are passed out and sleeping and getting ready for their next shift. To your left, you see another door that has just closed beyond you. That's where Thumbus went. And on the other side of the room, there is just another closed door in everyone's sleeping area. Do I notice any keys near the sleeping guards? You don't see any visible keys, but at the foot of all the beds, are there is there equipment? Okay, not gonna bother. Uh, on to the next room, the one on my left on the north side of the room. You creak open the door and it goes into the stone floors, quickly turns into wood and it reveals a tiny office. You see Thumbus pull up a chair. It's not a big office. There's a couple of desks in there and a fireplace with some cabinets. And he pulls the chair in and he starts taking out some of his paperwork and you see him from the door. He hears the door open and he goes, who's over there? Can I help you? Oh, oh, hey. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? He stands up and he backs up a little bit. No, I'm just one of the new hires. Yeah, they uh, they just wanted me to, uh, you know, uh, bring you a uh, glass of water. <laughs> A glass of water. Yeah, you must be really new. Somebody's pulling a prank on you because I am not to be disturbed when that door is closed, little one. Oh my gosh. Is this what they do? Is this like the pranks that they pull? Where's the water? Yeah, I pull out a <laughs> I pull out one of my flasks that has water in it. You know, I just have a flask of water. I was like, yeah, they just said you needed water. I'm sorry. Get uh, they said you had a glass. out of here right now. Don't ever disturb me. Do not come into this room. Who do you think you are? What, did you want a benefit pet? You're just somebody else? Somebody uh, from the Capitol Road or from the... No, no get you're probably out of right, my sir. Sight. I knew, so they're probably pranking me. And as I go, do I see anything of note on his desk? There are a ton of papers. Nothing that okay. sticks like... You Nothing can, I can... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I probably leave pretending I'm just some new hire and I think I got a lot of information. So I'm going to go out into this rec room. He slams the door behind you. And as you look over, you notice that, um, this window is the window they were talking about that was loose. And you notice a damaged window over one of the empty beds. Nobody's sleeping there because the window is broken and nobody wants to sleep in a draft. Lovely. So, so I marked that down. Um, do I see anything of note as I'm leaving the guild house? Make me one last perception check as you walk out. Uh, 15. As you walk out and walk into the next room, you do hear some sounds and some chattering and people go, oh, I am not ready for this 3 a.m. that I have to do. Oh, and you see that some of the people that are talking about the shift change, they're you look really tired. And a lot of these people are working doubles and even triples uh, from your knowledge when you first came into the town. And they're like, oh, Treyas God is working so much. I just, I don't know how much longer it takes. I haven't seen my family in days. When I'm home, I'm just sleeping. I can't even hang out with my kids. Oh, and like, everyone's just like over it. 
and then somebody else goes, it's like, yeah, you know, the captain thinks that he's like somebody's stealing here. So he's trying to find out who it is. But this is ridiculous. Like, I, I can I get some me time? It's been so quiet. Like, why can't I just freaking go home? And people sound very frustrated as you continue to walk into the main room. So I, I walk all the way out. I go back to the receptionist. I slap five gold on the receptionist desk and say, hey, uh, thank you for all the help. Hey, uh, Thumbus says you've been doing a really good job and you deserve a tip. I just wanted to leave this for you. Ah, uh, Thumbus? Thumbus said that? I know. I was just as surprised as you were. I, I thought he would, you know, tell me to throw sand in your face, but here we are. That sounds more like, okay. Uh, she, The person eyes the gold and he's like, oh, thank you. He takes the gold yeah. and he seems a bit happy about getting a tip, but he feels very uncomfortable as he doesn't know he's being tested <laughs> as you walk out. What's your name, by the way? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> DM's worst nightmare, right? <laughs> I pulled up the same name as the last random guy. Would you believe that? <laughs> Gray. The name is Gray. Gray Mountain Duck. Well, hey, Gray. It was nice to meet you. Uh, you probably don't get treated very well here, but uh, I respect what you do. I'm up and coming, so, you know, power to you. And I start walking out. Have a good day. Zoop. And you leave the Red Guard Guild House. Gentlemen, what are you doing? I'm going to ask so many people, hey, what's your name? Okay, bye. <laughs> what's your name? Greg. Fuck you, Greg. Walk <laughs> on. I relay that information to these guys. I so have like a map. You, Armos, it's all in the bulking, okay? It's all about the <laughs> neck, the arms. Yeah. How many calories you said? Look at this. You can do squats you want. You want a butt that looks like this? Look at this. You know, I'm good. I'm glad you told me. And then we never have to have this conversation again, but mm -hmm. I'm good. I mean, it's all about the bulk season, you know? Yeah. People oh. think it's about cutting, but it's really about bulking. Thank God. What happened in there? Oh, hey, miss. Hey. Oh, you're giving them all the secrets, huh? Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, you know. So, anyways... This is the layout, and I show them, like, uh, the drawing I made in my uh, journal of where the doors are and the, uh, the windows and such. And then we uh, probably wait for uh, Thumbus to venture on to his next uh, meeting, right? Yeah, I think so. So you guys have got to try to hang out in the upper district. So the upper district has a curfew. Uh, anyone who doesn't live there would be pointed out. Well, do we... Is it fair to assume that GM does mean grandma? Did we, like, understand that? You look at the characters? planner. Go ahead and make me an inside check. Was that a 14? So you look at through his planner, and you're just trying to... You're, like, waiting uh, as you guys are trying to decide your next move, and then you get recalls back to his diary. And you see GM, and you guys had this inclination that uh, GM means grandma, and it's a very good thought. However, he never called Granny Wolf a grandma. Um, he always referred to this woman as his mother. Now, why would he put something in his planner for grandma when it is not his grandmother? And you start to think, maybe it's not for his grandmother. What if GM starts means something else? Game Master. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> well, shit. Looks like we got to follow him. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of called that, but I wanted you guys to, you know, figure it out yourselves. <laughs> I mean, it was literally his mom. Why would he call him his grandma? Like, seriously, you know? Oh, dude, you're so right. This is why you're the smart one, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Bronze <laughs> and smarts, you know? Dude, I, I like nudge Armos. Dude, he's got it all. Like, Drell's like, got it all, man. Yep. He's got a tree and beans. 
everything. <laughs> and gold fruit. <laughs> um, as you recall, like as you're like thinking back and trying to plan your next step, you do real you do remember that you got this weird piece of paper uh, that almost detected magic from. Yeah, Armos has that. And we were able to write on it, and it sends things. Hey, Armos, what if you write, where are we meeting again, question mark? <laughs> no, 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 Armos, just type, sup, baby, question Oh, mark. yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> nah, I'm going to put you He's up. He's a smart one. <laughs> Say you up. Yeah. You up. Listen to the smart one, Armos. <laughs> Say new paper, who this? <laughs> I take out my clicky pen. Told oh, you. yeah. <laughs> told you it was coming back. You thought it was it. It's a plot device. It's coming back every time. I got two more ideas for it. Don't worry. It's a pretty nice pen. I can't wait for this guy to come back in like I didn't get one of those. 20 episodes. It was like, you stole my pen. <laughs> a hooded uh, figure comes in. You mm. have my clicky pen. Okay, so I take out the clicky pen, click it about seven times trying to think of what to write. And say, why don't we have him meet us at the uh, the tavern we used to stay at? Your call, Armos. Hey, whatever you want to do, I trust you, man. You're the wise one. That's different than smarts. <laughs> that Drell is. <laughs> yeah. So I take the clicky pen and I start writing, confirm location tonight, and then I hit send. <laughs> By I hit send. Clicking the pen. <sighs> dot dot dot. You write onto the paper. Confirm location for tonight. After a few seconds, your handwriting turns a sharp green and then fades and then smokes off the paper. Some time passes and then words start to scribble on the paper before you. Same spot as usual. Is something wrong? (laughs) I told you, but you guys didn't (laughs) want to listen to me. I literally said that, bro. Okay. Uh yeah, so now we got to we got to pivot. Just say I lost my original paper. Don't have the receipts. <laughs> just making sure. At, at this point we should just trail the fucking guy and say no, all good, just want to make sure, right? And just trail him. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I totally know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's not suspicious. Oh my god. There's an easy way to do this and I can't think of what it is. Just say they're onto us. We want to make sure you're not compromised. What, what do we have to lose? They're already fucking suspicious, bro. <laughs> no, like, they're not suspicious yet. It's, it's a easy. Are you kidding me? They literally said same spot as normal. Everything okay? Question mark. Oh my gosh, you guys have never lied to people before. <laughs> I'm not very good at lying. Yeah, I do this all the time. Let's write down. We need a new location. Where where to? After a few minutes, same thing happens with the handwriting and words start to scribble back on the paper. We can meet in the basement to exchange the shipment. Nice. T-T-Y-L. <laughs> uh, it, there's some more words and it goes, we can meet in the basement to exchange the shipment during the guard switch. Oh, wait. Hold on. Question. What is Gretchen's last name? You never asked. <gasps> Oh, son of a bitch. Gretchen. Well, we're not, we're not there. Fucking, we got to go back and ask for her last name. I mean, we're out of the thing, right? We go Let's take a stop back. Let's just go ask her for her last name. We she go. doesn't like me, though, for some reason. You guys are going to have to ask her. Sounds like a menace, menace job. <laughs> I can. I can go back and ask her. All right. All right. Let's go back. 
No, just me. <laughs> she doesn't like you, Drell. Oh, true, true, true. I don't know why. <laughs> kind of judgmental, I think, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you get another script. Yeah. Is this okay? What is wrong? Just say, yeah, just kidding. He he XD. It'll be fine. <laughs> and, and so in, instead, you guys want to just uh, follow uh, Thimbus? Is that what you want to do then? No, we want to go talk to Gretchen and see what her last name is. <laughs> maybe, maybe she works at the store as like a cover for exchanging these blood shards. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, she's apparently got jobs all over the place. So oh, maybe yeah. she's then turning those blood shards to, you know, other people. Mm. I'll go do that. You deal with this message system. All right. All right. All right. Okay. What to say back? What to say back? Gotta think this through. Just type like, um, sup. <laughs> go some more. <laughs> Not typing that. Say, <laughs> you see these dogs in the front yard. Just know I'm upstairs going hard. Bing bong. Fuck, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Tony's just so pissed. We're like literally no, just I'm not fucking... pissed. I'm just enjoying the role play. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I get to have fun. Uh, yep. <laughs> just be like, look, I lost my original scribe paper. I no, had to get a new oh one. Oh my god. As you write on the original scribe paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> How did she know? It's the original. New scribe paper, who dis? Yeah, another message on the page. It says, have you located the command word? It's marmalade. <laughs> okay, put, we need to meet before, or we need to meet before our time tonight. When's the earliest? You get a message back. It says, too much attention, too many guards around. You get another message back, and it says, phrase, question mark? Not yet uh, busy. You write back, not yet busy? I, yeah, because I, I feel like he's... The words disappear onto the paper in green smoke. A few moments pass, a little longer than how they've been responding. The paper burns up into a green smoke within your hands. I told you, but you didn't want to listen to me. You wanted to just reply <laughs> oh, with all this dumb stuff. Uh, I would have had this person fooled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would have had this person <laughs> fooled. Sup, <laughs> <Stop>, bitch. <laughs> no. I knock on the door and I walk in and I say, "Hey, Gretchen, what's your last name?" <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the perfect teacher. Yeah, I say, "Hey, you what's going on?" Walk into the perfect teacher and Gretchen is stressing out with her head in a book, going over some notes. When you got, by the time you guys get back, you notice that the tree that you're out planted is gone. No trace of it. My fucking tree, bro. Can I help her out with some stuff? Uh, so you walk over to Gretchen and ask her if you can help. She goes, "Why?" Oh, it's, it's you again. What can I help you with? Yeah, hey, I just I just felt bad with the way things were left here. My friends were kind of uh, aggressive, and uh, that's just not me. I wanted to help you out a bit before uh, your you know your shift's over. Well, you can help by leaving because we're about to close soon. Oh, um, listen, is there like a tip jar or something here? No, we get paid. Oh, that's really nice. Hey, um, Gretchen, you did a really wonderful job on my leather work. Uh, not the, uh, sorry, on my scimitars and everything. Um, I wanted to thank you. And uh, uh, was that your boss earlier that yelled at you? Uh, as you're complimenting her, she sits back and has, she lets like some of the stress off her shoulders. And 
No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. I'm just working so much lately. Yeah, that was Thumbus. That was my boss. One of them. One of my bosses. What's what's Thumbus like? She looks over at the armored suit that's like looking in a general direction. Like, well, uh, he's by the rules and he wants an efficient shop. And he wants everything done and everything neat and tidy. So <laughs> that sounds like my dad. <laughs> well, hey, uh, listen. Uh, you've been doing a great job here. Uh, sorry about everything. Uh, could I maybe buy a potion and leave a review on a paper or something? And you could kind of, you know, say that you made a big sale today and I give her a wink. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I appreciate that. I appreciate the help, but no, that wouldn't, that would actually just get me into more trouble. Unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Thomas doesn't care about that stuff. Oh, oh wow! He sounds like quite the jerk. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Does he do anything else besides this? Is this like his only gig? Well, he works at the Red Guard Guildhouse. Oh. Um, he's like their inventory manager, and he also supplies them with potions, and he gets a cut back from that, and he's constantly going back and forth. He's like almost never home. And you do all the hard work here, and don't get any of the credit. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's the life of a manager. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh. Uh, what's your name again? Gretchen. What's your last name? Aradel. Aradel. Well, hey, uh, been wonderful, Gretchen. You hear drill outside. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any, like, I, I give her, like, money for a, just a general health potion, you know? Okay. You give her 75 gold for a health potion. Yeah. I say, all right, Gretchen, here, uh, just give me a health potion and I'll be on my way. I just want to say sorry for how today went. I appreciate that. Uh, you have a good one. She takes the gold and she calculates it, writes it in her uh, journal, and looks like she's doing her closing duties. Let Nama know uh, I saw you, and I think you're both doing a great job, okay? I'll let her know. Thank you. All right. See you. She gives you a wave and smiles a little bit as she goes back into her paperwork. I go outside. I see Drell. And I go, hey, Drell. Name was... Uh... Yeah, I heard. Oh. Listen through the window again. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> Oh, well, fuck. I'm, uh, you know, for the first time today, I am actually out of good ideas. So, what happened when I was gone? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, Armos really screwed up the, the note thing. It turned it up. They asked for a phrase. Armos said no. <laughs> and then it burned up into a bunch of pieces. So, given the information that you got from that piece of paper, um, when they, s you notice that whoever was on the other side of that contact was giving you information. Too many guards cannot meet earlier. Uh, they said basement. You can assume that the meeting was happening inside the guild house at some point. So, with the information that you have, what are you guys doing? Just discuss it in character. Okay. So, I think the best course of action for us is probably going back to Jubes, talking to the group and maybe we just do the heist tonight the same time uh thumbus is supposed to be meeting this person in the basement what do you guys think fucking let's do it that's the best idea i've heard all day Woo! listen look at this map and i open up my journal and like point down on the map that's a pretty good map <laughs> oh that is pretty I'm ready good. to go tonight hey, oh, thank you drill i yeah, appreciate it appreciate hey, it you're getting better i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, where I lack in my muscles, I make up with my journal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we start heading back to the uh, Thieves Forge. 
The three of you return to the Thieves' Forge as you bust down the door with all this new information and a full day worth of events. You guys met some characters. Jubes is there planning over the board and smiles as you three walk through and is e it seems very eager. You guys ready? Yeah, I've been ready. I walk right up to Jubes and I'm like, hey, Jubes. I was, uh, I was in there, Jubes. I was, uh, was right next to him. Right next to who? <laughs> like, like a thousand <laughs> yard stare. Right, she looks in the same direction. <laughs> next to who? And Leslie goes, him. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that. All right. <laughs> I, I, I show Jubes the map and I, I talk about Thumbus and what I saw and what I heard. Whoa, you guys went, you didn't alert them, did you? She's looking at the map. She's like, is this accurate? Uh, it's pretty damn accurate, Jubes. She was looking at the map and she goes, wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Bandabaris looks over to you and goes, proud of you, kid. And uh, Hugh goes over to you and he goes, wow, Minus, you did a really great job here. And he's like, he's like looking over details. He's like, yeah, we can, this confirms that that window is open. We could definitely go through there. We'll just avoid any alarm on that door. Oh, that sneaks right in. And she, he's looking at the beds. He's like, we could use that bed as like a soft landing. They'll never see us coming. We need to gear up! And like, Hugh like runs over and Baldy runs over to the equipment table and they start fumbling around through this stuff. It's like, well, we got a heist. Let's get ready. And everyone starts getting ready for the heist. Jubes is looking at your map. Uh, look at roll 20, please. She goes, given from the map here, uh, given the layout, if that's the captain's quarters over here, then this should, this room to, to the south of the rec room should be... The staircase to the basement must be in this room. If we go through the window, this would be a pretty easy B and E. It's a straight shot through the window. Bro, what's a B and E again? Girl, I forget what a B and E is. What is that again? Bacon and eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick bacon and eggs, everybody. <laughs> bacon and eggs. All right. Jubes goes. All right. Here's the plan. I'm gonna be watching on a nearby roof house with these scrying stones. Hand you all white scrying stones. She talks to us. She goes, check one, two, check, check, check. Testicles, testes, one, two, testes, testes. And you all hear her voice in your mind. It doesn't actually make a sound through the stone itself, but while holding it, you can hear her words. She goes, okay, so I'm going to be communicating through these. You could communicate back to me, but you could only speak to me. That's how these stones work. And I relay the message to everybody else. Hugh and Baldy are going to go inside with you three. Leslie's going to be covering some air support to kind of make sure the guards are still moving. Vandobaris is going to be on the outside of the guild house, ready to smuggle the shards. So she hands you a bag, and it's a good-sized bag. It's one of those um, shard concealing bags that you had earlier, just a bit bigger. It looks like a backpack. She goes, what are you guys going to do is that you're going to put the shards in that bag so nobody can really sense the power from there. If there were really that many shards in there, we're going to need this bag. Grab as many as you can. The goal is not to take them all. It's just to grab. But what if we can take them all? The more, the better. I hope you can, but 400 shards loosely hanging out on the floor could provide a problem. If you can grab them all, grab them all. Need to get this to Lord Baron. Vandabaris is going to be on the outside of the guild house, just over the wall. Once it, uh, Once you guys get the goods, throw him the bag. He's going to go ahead and do his smuggling thing. He's going to get these guys. He's going to get those shards to Lord Baron. Lickety split. And then 
you pay us or how's this <laughs> so what's gonna happen is just gonna take a day or two once bend bars comes back we will have the payment split it down the middle between all of us between the eight of us i put my hand up for a high five gives you a high five she puts her she's like no 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 <laughs> she puts her hand in the middle over the table put him in you see all the rest of the guys put their hands one on top of each other and go Shadow smugglers, shadow smugglers, shadow smugglers, shadow smugglers, shadow smugglers, and then throw their hands up on the last hurrah, and they uh, and they clap their hands and go break. <laughs> Jubes comes up to you. She goes, "Okay, we're gonna have to lighten your load a little bit, big guy. Strip down. You can't wear that. Too much noise." She then hands the three of you uh, green bandanas. The bandanas go over your face. Everyone pulls their mask up. Are you guys taking the bandanas? Oh, of course. I want to <laughs> wear mine like a headband. Hell yeah. So you can put yours on as a headband. While wearing the headband, you get plus five to your stealth ability checks. Oh, hell yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Minus, where are you putting yours? Are you putting yours over your face? Um, I I definitely follow Drell's instructions. <laughs> I do it like a headband. Because I'm about to put it over my face, but I see Drell doing a headband. And I like, quickly like rearrange it. <laughs> you see everyone starts putting the, 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 the black liner underneath their eyes to keep the light out of it. And everyone's trying to get as dark as possible while wearing this green uh, cloaks and headbands you notice that the green is very dark tinted that it blends in with the night it's like an off green drell you're taking off your armor right uh yeah and i'm actually gonna leave so i was gonna do this before i was bossed around by jubes no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh but i so i'm gonna take that off and i'm also gonna leave my great axe and i'm just gonna bring the um great sword that leslie uh let me borrow Okay, so you're just taking your great axe? No, I'm leaving the great axe. Did, did you I missed miss that. everything you just I, I missed said? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, guys. This is what we have to deal with. He doesn't listen to what we actually <laughs> so I'm sorry, what are you taking? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'm leaving the great axe, and I'm taking the great sword that Leslie gave me. Okay, so you leave the great axe behind. You take the silver great sword. You, uh, everyone gets their gear together, um, and they get out. So, okay. Let's do this. And as quick as you guys devise a plan, going over all the blueprints, you are now in the upper district. You are sneaking through alleyways. You are finding holes and fences that you didn't realize were there before. These, All these holes and these fences have been created by the shadow smugglers themselves. They, this is not their first rodeo. And they go through all these alleyways and in between all these houses, ducking under trees. You guys make it to... Redguard Guild House. You manage to sneak over the wall as a couple they get on the other one side of the wall, they throw the, some grappling hooks up. The grappling hooks are like coated with cloth on the other side so that you don't even hear the metal clashing with the stone wall. And they jump over and climb the stone wall, landing safely on the other side. The three of you take their lead. You are on the side of the Red Guard Guild House over here. We are now going to continue in World 20. Wait. <gasps> mm -hmm. Did you do that, Armas? <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> Wait, there it is. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> there are little sneaky, like, face icons in World 20 that you guys can't see, but <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Jared just put one on. <laughs> mm -hmm. just, just so you know, we're sneaking, DM. You guys are all over. <laughs> sneaking. You guys make it around the back, you hike over the wall, and you are now under a window. Through the window, it's about 
2.30 at night, close to 3 a.m., you see Thumbus Wilfrey eagerly working at his desk as you duck under the window and get close to the weakened window. I want everyone to make me a stealth check. Oh my fucking god, dude. I rolled the three. Okay, I got a 30. <laughs> so I I got a eight total. Yeah. I like catch Drell as he's stumbling. <laughs> I'll say with a 30, you manage to stop Drell from busting his ass as he's trying to uh, T-pose on the random windows. He like T-poses up against Thumbus's window, not realizing that he's like fully exposed. And Minus happens to drag you down right before like he sees you in the window. You guys duck under hiding in the shadows of the night and he like looks out the window closes the blinds and walks back into the office you see drell and menace just like <laughs> silent statues under the window <laughs> hugh and baldy go Shh, what are you guys doing so right now like drell he's uh crunk from emperor's new groove <laughs> like trying oh, yeah. to sneak around <laughs> like, yes. like, just a huge big guy like sliding up against the walls and like somebody's just blatantly walking right past him but he's like t-posing up against the wall like <laughs> staring into like the just absolutely and i have both nothing. my hands up like on his arm that's outstretched as we're in a weird like position <laughs> the scrying stone begins to go off and as you hear jube's voice in your mind and goes okay we're just a few minutes out from the guard change Get in a bush, stay quiet, stay hidden. You start to hear noises from the other room, from the staircase to your left that leads into the rec room, the normal way you guys were originally gonna enter. And you start to hear uh, the sounds of armor clanging as people start to get ready to walk out of the rec room. A couple more minutes, a couple more minutes pass and the back door opens. You guys manage to take uh, hide in the shade. Nobody's really looking for you as they start to go out and leave a good, 22 guards leave the house through the back and start to walk around from the opposite direction from where you came. A few more minutes pass and they are out of view. Jubes comes back on the scrying stone and goes, now's your time to get in. Go, 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 go. Hugh and Baldy start working on the window and open it up. And as you open up the window very quietly as the window creaks open. I want everyone to make me a stealth check as they try to climb through the window and land on the bed safely one by one. Hugh and Baldy take the lead and jump. Can in. I put my hand down to like help everybody through and give them a help action as they go sure. through? Sure. Absolutely. You're going to help me with your hand? Yes. <laughs> Definitely going to help me. Uh, that is a 19. There you go. And I just won't get a help action as I'm the last one through, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, 21, sir. Drell, you make it inside. Go ahead and bring him inside. I got a 28. Nice, you make it inside safely and quietly. You guys are officially in the Red Guard Guild House. Where are you placing your characters? I'm in the corner of the room on the bed closest to the window. I'm in between. I'm laying down on the ground in between the beds right here. <laughs> <laughs> For the audience, where are you, Drell? <laughs> I'm across the room, laying on the ground. <laughs> In between two beds, but my feet are definitely sticking out past the beds. 
did a somersault to get 20 feet away from us. <laughs> As you sneak closer to the room, you notice that there are two guards sleeping in one of the beds. Drell, you managed to get under a bed that somebody is sleeping. Roll me a stealth check. It's all part of the plan. I'm sweating. Minus is sweating across the room. <laughs> 16. You managed to safely tumble without making a sound, and the guy and the guard that's in the bed sleeping goes <sighs> and rolls over as if nothing happened. Like a mouse. I look at Drell and I do like fingers walking on my hand, a twirl of my fingers, swirl around my head, and like tap on my horns, and then like put my fingers forward. <laughs> Drell nods and he just army crawls away from the bed. Just not really understanding what is. Yeah. So you guys are in this rec room, and the rec room that you're in is the one that's right outside Thomas's Wilfrey's office, and this door that Minus didn't get to go through earlier. Uh, this is the room that Jubes thought that the staircase may be in. What are you guys doing? Oh goodness! Now we're back at this fucking predicament. Do we go straight downstairs and risk homeboy leaving? Or do we confront homeboy now? Or other option, we kill the two guards in here, then confront the dude, then go downstairs. I don't think we kill anyone. <laughs> I think Drill I think you two There's no way <laughs> we're gonna go talk to this this dude. I think if we go I this way, two... these guards wake up. No, we're not going. Oh, we just saw the thumbus was in there, so we're not even touching that. How I think um, what's we kind of discussed. Maybe we discussed beforehand, like you guys go to where that to the door at the south end of the rec room, mm -hmm. and I could go check the door of the captain's office while you're doing that. Yeah, we could do that. You guys have a 20 minute window before the guard change comes back. You guys do not have a lot of time in here. Yeah, why don't we just go down to the basement? Our main priority right now needs to be the blood chart. So let's go down there first. Yeah, I'll I'll go towards the captain's quarters while you guys do that because I have the best stealth. Let's. I guess I'm gonna make my way down um, across the room into the doorway to that leads down uh, the stairs. Ideally, you and Baldy follow your lead as they start to walk through. The door is locked. However, you and Baldy start to work on the door and quietly. Unlock the door. The door creaks open, revealing a tiny hallway that leads into a room with spiraling stairs going down. I still channel my inner cock and I just like tiptoe down the stairs, like as he did, and uh, just continue going down. You're following us, right, Armos? Yeah. Uh, Menace, we're going to put, since you're, you went off to go check out the captain's quarters, we're going to put a pin in you for just a moment, okay? Yeah, of course. Of course. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to take you guys. Put you in the abyss for a second. You guys walk down the stairs, and after a moment, you are met with cracked cobblestone floors. You are underground in this basement. There are no doorways. There's just a hallway that leads into a room. It is very dark. There is no light that you can see down here. I let Armos lead the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, with my dark vision. You slowly walk into the room, and... Creaks and drips of cave sounds start to fill the ambiance of the room. You walk in more and more, and there are barrels of barrels, what seems like rations and different drinks and wine and ale in the corner, or a bunch of suits of armor that are stacked up against the wall, padded rugs along the floor. Across from you is a, looks like, prison guard bars, mm. like a cell. 
To your left is another hallway that leads into another room. <sighs> These suits are definitely going to come alive, aren't they? Okay. Uh, I continue walking forward and try to get a peek at what is uh, in the cell. You and Baldy follow you into the room, sticking close by, kind of sticking close to the walls, examining the suits of armor. The Hugh goes, oh man, this place is giving me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, I don't like this. Baldy goes, yeah, this is kind of creepy. I'm not gonna lie. Jeeves goes, come on, get it together, boys. Almost as you go through, you see that the cell, uh, the cells extends further. It is a double gated cell. It is an empty cell. You don't see anybody inside. You just see a broken wooden bed, a bench, and a bunch of loose change and a pile of hay in the corner. Reginald goes, oh, yo, what's, what's good with that hay over there? Looking kind of good right now. Hey, you could probably squeeze through the bars right here. You want to go take a little nibble? You don't, you don't mind? I mean, hey. Oh, that'll be great. All right. Minute Reginald jumps down and squeezes through the bars. and You can tell that he gains some weight being with you because he just eats so much as he takes a second for him to squeeze between the two, goes through, and starts to munch on some hay. And you go, mm, this is great. I mean, it's a little stale. It seems like it's been down here, but man. I'm starving. You guys haven't fed me in a while. Oh, this is good. And it just starts to chew on it. You see anything in there, Reginald? No, it looks like a pretty sad bedroom. All right. So continue down the hallway to see what else is down in this basement area on the... Uh, the next room and it is more storage there's a bunch of furniture with cloth on them there's a lot of dressers and cabinets there's a, two closed pianos there's a podium stuck in a corner there are unlit torches and just broken barrels and more things that just haven't seen any use in quite some time at the other end of that room is another short hallway my no am i sensing any like magical presence no being down here even yeah. from the suits of armor when i passed them i didn't sense any kind of magic you mean arcana check 15. you you are confident that you're not sensing any type of presence down here all right so continue continue down i think this is a fucking trap bro continuing down further if you reveal another room this room has more boxes in it more chests more tattered tables as you enter, you see a cave-like entrance on the other end of the room, and you see another hallway to the north. You and Baldi go into the room. He goes, oh, whoa, that's, that's weird. Why is there a cave down here? That's that's weird. Armos, with your 15 Arcana check, you are feeling some type of magic from the cave entrance. Not, not the sense of like a magical item or presence that somebody casts a spell on the cave. Mm. Now, this doesn't look like a cave. This looks like a piece of wall has been torn down and they have dug through to create perhaps another room. Uh, before going in the cave, I checked the place to the north. Goes down the northish hallway and it is a small room with a ladder that leads straight up, straight up to a trap door. Okay. You and Baldi check out the ladder with you they're like huh then they take out a map and they go i mean if this is right and everything's a one-to-one -one scale that should be the captain's office up there Drell, what do you think should we go and check on them or should we keep pushing forward to the 
into this cavern. There's a cavern? I can't see anything. <laughs> oh, I, left you, I left you back there. Hey, hold on. I run back and go and grab... Uh, Drell's like... Grab like Drell. Got his hands on the wall. <laughs> All right, so there's a cave right here. I'm getting a lot of magical... I don't know. A magic presence, I guess, from this. I feel like that's... All our answers are going to be... Uh, are going to be through that cave. But there's this ladder that leads up to the... What these guys are guessing the captain's quarters, which is where Minus should be. So we should have seen him by now. No, Minus was waiting outside the captain's quarters. Should we go back and get him before we go in this cave? Why don't you go in the cave and I'll go up the ladder and see who's there? Okay. So this is a good cutting point to Minus. Minus, you are you managed to sneak through uh through the wreck area. The wreck area is completely empty. You don't see any other guards around except for the ones that are sleeping. You make it outside the captain's door on the first level. You look at the door, it's very nice fine wood, and as you just try to take a glance at it, you do hear some movement inside. The captain or somebody is clearly inside working. Is there a keyhole that I can look through or no? There is a keyhole. Go ahead and make a perception check. Oh. That's a 17. You look through the keyhole and with a straight shot down the little hallway, you see a man at a desk looking at some paperwork, signing some documents and shifting through uh, what, what's on his desk. The man is wearing full plate armor. He has a cape on his back. He is a darker skinned man, bald with a prominent goatee. His full plate armor has a holy symbol on it. And there's a great sword leading up against the wall behind his chair. You also see some light from your left from the fireplace that's within the room. So I can see the fireplace, but not the black between. <laughs> well, you just see so you just know that there's know, light I'm coming out. <laughs> I know, I'm messing. Wing. <laughs> Anytime I can give you shit, I will uh, go for it. Is this door obviously locked? Go ahead and make me a cell check as you try to jiggle the handle. With this one. That would be a 27. You can tell that the door is actually unlocked. Okay. Noted. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any re reason for me to go in, especially knowing that there's someone in there. Before I go back towards the others, are there any notable weapons on the shelves? The racks to your left are all empty. <gasps> Damn it. So there are no weapons, no nothing of interest in the chests in this room. No, it looks like it's all there to store any equipment. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak back towards the other fellas. All right, make me a cell check as you go through the keep. Oh wow, another twenty-seven. Perfect. All right, you are having wow. no problem. <laughs> you go ahead and you sneak through. You make it down the staircase, and you enter this pitch black room in the basement. Whoa, what is going on down here? <laughs> I haven't seen any of this yet. <laughs> um, can I light uh, my lantern? Absolutely. All right, I'll light my lantern. Start walking forward. You know, you see a room full of kegs and food rations, some old suits of armor, and a cell across the way. You turn left to walk down into another room, and there is uh, there are there's furniture with sheets over them. There is broken down dressers and cabinets and podiums and just general storage everything looks worn down and hasn't been used in quite some time you walk down further and baldy and hugh get scared and go oh in this what are you doing 
why you scared the bejeebus out of me? Can I signal shh? Like you shouldn't even be saying shh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just shh back and you guys are now in a mini shushing war. <laughs> Drill whispers, what are you guys shushing about? Shh, and all three of them shh back at you. I got a whole bag of <laughs> shh with your name on it. <laughs> Hugo goes, I, I saved your life. I can take you out. Probably not, but I can. Mm. Shh. All right. So then I feel in menace that this is the way to go and that there's a ladder over there that uh, Drell's trying to climb up. Drell, wait. <laughs> yeah, going to climb up with why? Wait, wh where does that go to? The captain's quarters. Oh. Oh. Whoa, Drow, someone's in there. Okay, I could talk to him. Ah, uh, I think being on a stealth mission, we don't want to do that, Drell. <laughs> but like, don't we want to get information out of him? Soon. Let's check out this cave first. Drell, after we check out the cave, I'm with you, okay? Uh, I promise. Fine. Check out the cave. <laughs> you and Baldy go up to the cave and go, whoa, it's, just, it's dark in there. It's a little eerie. You see a little ways down, and it's kind of foggy. Before we go down, can I cast a spell? Sure. Ooh, me too. Oh, uh, you go first then. Uh, I do ins my inspiration. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, so that's a 10 minute long speech. Yep. Let me do mine then. No, and dude, you don't we don't have, we do not have. Oh, no, <laughs> dang, yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> I'll do mine. All right. <laughs> So I, I kind of hold every, like, I hold them by the coattails, essentially, and I kind of hold people back. I'm like, hold on a sec. And I rub on uh, Sid's head, and he starts to glow a little bit. And I cast Aid at second level. Wow, okay. Your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each creature's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration so i'm gonna give um who's with us you and baldy so i'll give huey drell and armos five temporary hit points or their maximum baldy goes all right i see how it is okay all right that's right let's go let's go let's go let's go, let's go, let's go. Wait, are they temporary or are they right no that your maximum your hit point maximum is increased by five. Oh, okay so wait if i'm at Max life, does it go up as well? My current life? Yes, your current max goes up by five for eight hours. So if you were to be healed, you could go five higher than normal. Almost, as you get closer to the cave entrance, you notice that the magic you sense is from a school of abjuration. Abjuration magic. It means that whatever magic is going on beyond this cave is coming from the school of abjuration. Bro, what does that mean? You know all this stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I think it's about dogs <laughs> i'm not sure almost it's about dogs <laughs> got it got it so it's still pitch black right correct all right so i'm leading the leading the charge yeah i mean my lantern's lit oh okay so you guys are walking down the cave yep as you walk down the cave it gets, becomes brighter and brighter with menace's lantern when you walk as you're in the hallway almost that sense of magic that you have in a snap goes away you no longer sense that magic mm. Okay. You walk closer and more into the room until it reveals a small size cave. In the center of the cave, small cave room, there's a circle of stone stairs that lead to a solid platform. On the platform is this blue rune that is circling around a bag. There's nothing else in the room. 
just a cave room with this glowing blue rune that pulses in and out. And there is a backpack, maybe be slightly bigger than uh, like a normal pouch, but maybe a little bit smaller than a bag, like than a backpack, a medium sized bag. And it's just sitting in the middle of this rune. Hugh and Baldy walk in and they report back to Jubes and he goes, hey, uh, boss, I think we, I mean, this might be it. Um, I think we found it. What are you guys doing? Well, apparently, Drell's just on the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything farther in the cave? Uh, is it just this pedestal, or is there anything else? There's nothing else inside this cave. What do you guys think? Should we just grab it? Can I go up close to it and just see if I sense any magic, I guess, or danger? You go closer to the bag. And you look at this rune that's kind of slowly moving around the bag. You realize just by the incantation that's drawn on the floor that this is a rune of protection. What a rune of protection does is that whatever is in the middle is guarding and dulling whatever magical sense is in inside of it. Pretty much rendering whatever the spell was casted on, whatever the ritual was for, to keep it suppressed. I mean, guys, look, it's just it's just a bunch of blue lines all over the ground. We can just grab the bag. <laughs> Look. And I just walk up and grab it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> you grab the bag and as you lift it up, you feel no weight. Does it feel like anything's inside of it? Oh, see, this dumbass bag's empty. Are you opening it up? Oh my god. No. This dumbass bag. I want to get off the runes like, and start to walk down towards them as I open it up. <laughs> You what did what did you do again? Say it again. So like <laughs> I grab the bag and I'm like as I'm turning around to you guys walking back, I'm like looking in it and he's like, I think this thing's just empty. <laughs> this is gonna be an Indiana Jones moment. I'm just gonna you yeah. take the bag, you pick it up. As you start to walk down the stairs, the bag feels light as a feather. It just feels like the normal weight of an empty bag. When the bag leaves the rune, the rune begins to crack and then fade out as the magic that was surrounding it now dissipates. Oh. Almost, you no longer feel the magic of the rune uh, anymore as it completely deactivates. Drell, as you open the bag, the inside the bag looks vast, like almost like a, like a small room. You look down and it goes about 15 feet deep. Whoa. It makes no physical sense that this bag could have this much room inside. And there is a giant mountain of blood shards inside the bag. One of them sticks out. One of them is a square red gem. It looks identical to the blue one that Armos has. Just a red color. A deep, opaque red. Can I try to grab it? You absolutely can. Cool. Yeah, I just grabbed that one and put it in my pocket. And then I showed him be like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. You take out the red shard. But I want to try to put it in my pocket. I want to... No, ah, fuck. Go ahead. No, let y'all be stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I like want to grab it and put it in my pocket, but I don't want the, the other guys to know that I'm like taking one from the cut, but... Uh, um, I see. No, I'll just go, you know what? Finder's feet. And then uh, <laughs> I just close the bag and start walking out. <laughs> As you open a bag and take out this square gem with deep opaque in color, you pull it out and you observe it and you immediately sense the amount of evil that is in your hand. You go to palm it 
Everyone make me a perception check. Except me, right? It's a modified 20. It is a 12. I got a 12. Menace. Behind Drell are two puffs of smoke standing at about six feet tall oh as dark, dark-skinned, lanky creatures with mangled tongues that intertwine with each other that have massive, nargled-looking nails. They not wearing any clothes. Hulking beast with a hump on its back goes to take and slashes at Drell. Drell, does mm -hmm. a 19 hit? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> You take nine points of damage as these dagger-like nails slash you across the back. A second set of claws comes over your shoulder and goes to stab you in the chest. 17 hits, dealing an additional 10 points of damage. And now I need you to make me two constitution saving throws of a DC 12. Uh, constitution saving throws, okay. <clears throat> increase that first one is a <laughs> nat 20. okay Ooh, baby and the second one not a nat 20. uh <laughs> is a 10. <laughs> is a 10. not a nat 20. you're saying the nat 20 just doesn't cover both of them no you know these are two like. separate texts as the one uh, as the second hand drags over your shoulder and leaves these deep gashes across your chest there is this black smog liquid that goes into your veins drell you are completely paralyzed this second one comes around the corner and goes to make an attempt at armos and that's where we're going to end this week's session what roll initiative <laughs> uh guys i can't move <laughs> Why'd you guys let me grab the pack? <laughs> Why'd you go? Okay. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Why'd like... you guys force me to grab the pack? <laughs> Nothing made me happier than watching Alex just want to do something stupid <laughs> and doing it I'm like, with like so much confidence. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, he's really going to do this right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, I don't even know how I can make this anymore. I, like, it's in a ruin of protection. And then he just. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for the next session so just good. to start explaining what's going on because it's like, oh man. So obviously I know what's going on and it makes sense once you guys are going to start getting more information, but holy shit. I, I was like, oh my God, they really went, they really went down this route. <sighs> and then like, they just didn't even take any cost. Like you guys are so cautious until like the last inning, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about like, this. We... <laughs> Aren't cautious. Yeah, what does this we okay. mean? Okay, guys. All right. I mean, fuck. Tony's got us on a goddamn timer, but then he's explaining every fucking room in detail as we're walking past it. Like, okay. We ain't got time for that. So I'm like, fuck it. I grab the bag. You know? So you walk past this room with nothing in it, but there's a little bit of dust in the corner, and there are cobwebs in the top left corner, as well as it's all these papers world on the ground. Building. It's called world building. <laughs> yeah. Give me to the loop, bro. Okay, hey, listen, but I'm sure the listeners do, okay? I'm sure they appreciate it. You guys get <laughs> visuals. They don't, they just have the theater of the mind, and I'm just, I'm just putting on the act. Yeah, and they didn't hear any of it because I cut it out. <laughs> oh my, you would cut it out. Yeah, we actually walked through zero rooms. And hey guys, if you're not feeling immersed this episode, this episode is directed by Daniel, okay? We started, you know, I'm gonna start <laughs> marking which episodes are directed by now. So the episodes you get a perfect painted be. picture. <laughs> Are mine. Uh, me, uh, Dan, and I have started bouncing between uh, episodes, and this is Dan's episode to edit. So, yes, it is. If you We're guys excited. aren't immersed, you can add him 
on the Twitter. I'll give you his personal phone number, and you can yell at him. Be like, where's my yeah, emergency? It's a good thing I cut out you saying that, too. Wow. <laughs> his, number is, his number is 71. <laughs> yes, we're being suppressed here at D&D 404. It's not even funny. We're being censored. <laughs> I would never censor you guys. Mr. Krabs is in there treating us unfair. Anyways, thank you for listening. Oh, but we're going to gush about it on the after show. It's crazy. There's these dark, terrible beasts that just appeared from the shadows. There's a mountain of blood shards inside of a bag that seems to have a pocket room. We're going to pre-roll our initiative on the after show. So go go into the after show so you can hear that. Yeah, go to the after show. Yeah, a little inside trading there. <laughs> and Trell is paralyzed from this nasty attack, <laughs> taking 19 points of damage as these claws just shred through his unarmored finder's feet. <laughs> finder's feet, yeah, <laughs> gets stabbed. Line of the episode. Honestly, <laughs> it barely even hurts. So, <laughs> and then you got the other one lunging at Armos because he's the closest one to Drell. Mm. Um. So this is going to be an interesting one. And Reginald, I believe, is still eating hay, but that's just semantics. Those are little minor details. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the after show. Guys, do you have anything to plug? I feel like I'm on a timer, so no. Okay, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll go first. And if you guys don't know, we uh, we have to put Jared on a timer. He mm -hmm. uh, is the most methodical of us all. I do. So, um, he's, you know, I make poor, fast decisions, and you guys clearly see how that turns out. Well, so. I'm not almost made some pretty quick decisions the timer was that you guys were just talking amongst each other too much so i was like all right oh, yeah. i kind of yeah. have to keep it moving it wasn't like group oh, yeah. i feel like we should have just derailed this episode and just opened up a fruit stand and just sold all of our fruit from my tree i think so all episode <laughs> you know so. what we would have made money but then on the after show who knows maybe drell will just eat a golden fruit during this encounter and see what happens uh, maybe perhaps. But yeah, um, I'll go ahead and I will plug our Twitter. Um, we are starting to do a lot more on it. Um, if you guys could go show some support and love on Twitter, I would greatly appreciate it. You know, ask us any questions. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So it's at D&D P-O-D 404. Um, yeah. The link will be down below. Yes, sir. And I will plug our TikTok. Yeah, we, uh, Dan's TikTok had a big boost. Yeah, dude, what a beast! <laughs> My man got a TikTok seven point three million views as of right now. What is it at seven point three million? Yeah, Are you serious? Dude, yeah, dude. dude it's I am a hundred percent serious. It's seven point three million. The last time right I looked, now. it was six point three. So in five oh, 7. So or so hours, <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, you've probably seen me going a bunch of times with a wand. Uh, that's us. <laughs> if you somehow you're not on our TikTok, but listen to our Spotify, go watch our TikTok <laughs> account where we make some ridiculous TikToks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do the call to action again. Share the show. Rate us, please. You know, five stars would, you know, help us immensely. But oh, yeah. Overall, just keep enjoying doing what you're doing, baby. And since we're on a timer, Armos, count us down to Humbrea's Heroes. Three, two, one. It's time to thank the supporters of our show, starting with Sigic College alumni Ulrich Shield Dust. Many of you may not know this, but when Ulrich isn't working at the Forge or playing cards with Leslie, he likes to volunteer his time teaching children at the local orphanage how to smith. His good friend Chad works there, and he can't wait to catch up with him on his next visit. 
Next are Humbrea's Heroes. Pascal Elliott, aka Charcoal Darts, is a wild magic painter and character artist for D&D 404. She took on a new student recently. As crazy as it sounds, a giant snake approached her with a newfound passion for illustrations. Unfortunately, she had to ask the snake to leave after mistaking several mouse paintings for the real thing. Next is Man with Glass, famous glassblower gone rogue. Many alchemists have found their laboratory equipment replaced with comically small versions of themselves. Everyone suspects Man with Glass and are getting the pitchforks ready as we speak. Run, Man with Glass, while you can! Now Artemis, a great fighter and bouncer of the Kambuki fighting pits. Artemis is used to getting rough, but nothing could prepare them for their recent predicament. A man by the name of Jake from Land Garden bored Artemis nearly to death with what could only be false tales of a Goliath tiny minotaur and a tiefling dropping him into a magical well after roughing up some jackal wares. Have you heard of Joshua Weaver, famous bag weaver of Humbrea? I heard Josh wove a bag so huge and so beautiful that Lord Baron himself requested an audience to congratulate him. That or he was imprisoned for using up all the wool north of the border to make that bag. I can't remember. On to Alex Judge Dredd. They are a legendary wizard with an appetite for justice and a bit of a temper. When questioned about their recent vigilante excursion, Alex told the guard, That horse rider was going eight miles per hour in the carriage pool lane. They deserved no less than the cone of cold I gave them. Ooh, yikes. Anyways, thank you again for all the love and support from our patrons. If you would like to hear your name here, uh, you can subscribe to us on patreon.com slash dnd404. Tier 3 and up will be featured in this segment every month. But have a good week, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye!